With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Can you feel it? No, no. Can you feel it? Not at all. Can you feel it? Calm down. I think it stinks. I really do. Obviously, you're not very happy. I don't like it. You fickle people, shut up. And you know what? Ah. Don't you think this is going to hurt recruiting? I'm not happy about that. Enjoy Thank your bye. 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 The BCS. That's why they make that call. That's exactly right. And with that, we say hello. I'm crying already. We say hello here on this very exciting, very uplifting edition of the podcast known as Chicken Nick. Can you feel it? I think is the question, Nick. Can you feel it? Oh my God. I was so, I was so curious where you would go to get things started. I didn't know if we'd have an old school, just cold open. I don't know you're going to get in the John Wilkes and mix together a little can you feel it just to set the tone but the beauty of the beauty of all the drops is they kind of all work right now for what's happening. They really apply for any situation. They it's really crazy. did. There were there were a lot of other ones that we could have gone with. Uh Bo Rude was there. This is baloney. You know, this is <laughs> uh, um, Carl Polini was there. What are you trying to do? You know, there's a oh, lot yeah. There, But really, uh, you know, you could have really, and what we should have done to open the show, was include the spokesperson for the Big Ten, which of course is... You don't have your health, you've got nothing. <laughs> Werner Berger! Werner Berger as the spokesperson uh, for uh, uh, all things uh, and making sure we're all healthy and safe. How are you? How's oh, the week? Anything gosh, new? How's your summer? Nothing happened, right? I mean, think about how... We were joking about how much things change in a 24-hour span. I mean, holy guacamole, have things changed in a week here, dog? I mean, we're lucky we called an an audible and got our pot out early last Saturday. That mug came dated by Sunday, and now I think we're I think we're pretty comfortable. You know, the, nothing's going to change now. Like we don't have to worry about anything that's going to change now. The big news has dropped. But how you feeling, Brohan? You doing okay? I- no, thank you for calling me Brohan. Oh, drop the Santana for it. Just, just straight up Brohan Santana. That's what I'm. No, I mean and there were again other jobs we could have used. Big giant rack. Yeah, you know, everything could have been more appropriate. I've uh, just been getting been a- my McKinney game right. I just felt like basically, <laughs> basically after every, I wanted to see sitting next to Dave Revson just Tyler McKinney. So. Basically, what I want to see, Revson asks Kevin Warren a question. Kevin Warren answers it or doesn't answer it. And then McKinney jumps in with it. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. And then Dave asks his next question. That's what I'm not happy about that. That's what I wanted to see. It's what I wanted to see happen. wanted more McKinney in my life because it just spoke to me. 
Yeah, I do. I'm not happy about that. There are a lot of people uh, weighing in on Twitter. I think the Kathy, enjoy your buy. I did see the uh, the tweet from Kevin Suits of 1011, who tweeted out the schedule for Nebraska, and it had buy, 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 buy. And then we retweeted it from the Shicked Nick Show Twitter account with the uh, let's go to Kathy in Alliance. And, um, and maybe that's an appropriate place uh, to start is – is kind of you know that uh, that that schedule and all the all the bye weeks and the fact that Kathy couldn't get off the phone. But you're an excellent coach and an excellent person, and I admire you greatly. So thanks, that's all thanks, I have man. to say. Enjoy thanks. your bye. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great season. The rest of it. Thank you very much. Take care, Bob. You too. Enjoy thanks. your bye. Thank you very much. Have a great season. Appreciate it. I admire you greatly. Thanks. That's all Thanks, I have man. to say. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Thanks. your bye. 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 You too. Have a great season, the rest of it. Thank you very much. You're awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks. That's all I have Thanks. to say. Enjoy your weekend. Take care, folks. You too. Enjoy oh, your life. Thank Alliance. Let's come back closer to home. And... All right. Let's come back I love Greg. I love Greg popping in at the end. It's fantastic. It's just so good. Enjoy Thanks. your life. Thank you Alliance. Let's come back closer to home. And... <laughs> Thank you. The beauty, of you <laughs> the beauty of you is something can be, you, you always take things about 14, 15 seconds too far or too long. And that is actually the difference between something being kind of funny and really funny. That's what that one is. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a, a part there where you go about 15 seconds, like, okay, it's all right. And then 10 more seconds, like, this is stupid. But 20 more seconds. You're good. Keep it going. It's like, great. this is really good. It the is law great. of diminishing returns does not apply. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam had tweeted in about the bi week schedule that Kevin Suits had posted. Uh, I admire this tweet greatly. And um, <laughs> I admire you greatly. Thank you very much. You're awesome. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kathy. All thank right, you. Kathy. Thank, thank you very much. So um, I guess let's just start with the, the obvious. The NBA? Uh, question yeah i mean do you uh do, do you I'm going like, all in on the nba big shock do you, do you like the lakers opportunity here? no um, they need their avery bradley game right they need to they need to make an emergency insertion into the bubble of avery bradley that's what needs to happen right now isn't this as you watch the nba you had a great analogy one week where it's your i i think your college football now the big 10 the pac 12 we're all inside you feel like it's kind of drizzling out but it's okay you feel like it's okay enough to play and you're plastered up against the window and then out in the street you see the nba it's brutal I mean, that's tough to watch and this yeah. is going to be even worse if the if you know the acc sec and big 12 start playing i mean this is going to be brutal these kids are going to come straight to your driveway you are grounded <laughs> inside your house and these kids are coming to your driveway your front yard your backyard they're giggling they're laughing they're playing it's it's not good at all. It's one thing if you're watching the NBA, you're like, okay, you know, I mean, it's a bubble, it's basketball, right. it's Brom Brom, it's all those guys. It's, it's totally different if you're watching, you know, Iowa State and Kansas State play in your front driveway when you are grounded. <laughs> They're ringing your doorbell playing Ding Dong Ditch. Oh, and you're just not. You're cue up McKinney on that one. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. You're certainly not happy about that. Um, I uh, where you want to begin? Look, what well, you talk about Doug. I wanted to get into, you know, the pressing issues of what happens, you know, next year with Nebraska baseball and, and those kind of things that are Will on Bolt. the tip of the tongue to a lot of people. And how Will does Will Bolt, Bolt recover from this is the question. You know, that program is going to be in shambles after this. Um, I, uh, 
I, I will say this. As I produced and, and kind of cut up that open with the music, uh, Kelly walked in oh, no. to the office, otherwise known as the bedroom, yeah. hashtag low budge, and, <laughs> and she immediately kind of went, oh... I'm like, yeah, and I kind of was thinking twice about using that song because that is obviously the kickoff song for Nebraska football games, and you would hear that more than a half dozen times here this year, and you want to have fun with it, but as you're listening to that song, you realize just all of the, like, that's a small piece, right? A small piece of a Husker game day. One piece of a 10,000-piece puzzle, all of which was just thrown into the trash. And it is a – I mean, when the the announcement was made, the first thing I think about is Nebraska. And and I'm not thinking about, oh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, that's terrible college football fans. I'm thinking about where I worked, where I lived, and the community, the state, and everything around that. And I couldn't help but just feel really heartbroken – about the whole thing. And so the reaction to it and Scott Frost's reaction, Nebraska's reaction, if anyone who is uh, outside of the state who understands the reaction, it's me. And then I was a little taken aback by the reaction. But I need, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But you, when that news came out, though, when you heard the Big Ten, I mean, you had to feel a very uh, similar emotion. Yeah. I, 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 well, first of all, I still think I'm in shock. I still don't think it's fully set in. And I don't know if it will fully set in until you know, when we get past Labor Day and here comes a September 5th or September 12th when Illinois was supposed to come to town and there truthfully is no game. So I think it's October one of those... 5th? September 5th. September 5th. October 4th. September 4th. <laughs> Continue. But... So I, I still almost feel like I'm in I'm in shock, but at least and I, I can't be alone in how everybody conjures up a a path in their mind to get through something. And the way I was always viewing this was like, okay, the the light at the end of the tunnel, and this is maybe idiotic thinking, the light at the end of the tunnel was September and football in terms of what's happens in throughout this pandemic. You know, like we're just like that was the that was kind of keep your head down, grind through it, make sacrifices, do all these things. And the the first nibble of normalcy that we're going to get is going to come in the fall. And I feel like like I'm in Shawshank and I'm did you say the first did you say the first nipple of normalcy? Did I say that? I hope that's what I meant. That is what I meant. There's nothing more normal than a nipple. In fact, the lack of a nipple is, is, is that's more abnormal. The first nibble, nibble of normalcy. Okay. I just want to make sure because I didn't listen to any, anything that's all after you got you from said that. I'm making that. The, I got the, I got a great Gettysburg address going here and you're just focusing on nipples, bro. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to. Nice just... bad. All right, yeah, all right, all right. But yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm in Shawshank and I'm slugging through, you know, the the sewage, and I'm trying to get out, and all of a sudden that, you know, it's like the sewage just shut, and now you're just stuck in there. That's what it. That's what it feels like. And so, yeah, I, it's brutal. It is. Uh, it's it's absolutely brutal. You, you you feel every emotion. I still feel like the main one is that it hasn't set in, but you're mad, you're sad, you're all that. It's the stages of grief. Yeah. 
I mean, you, you start out on Sunday when you hear the the word that it's going to come down, but then the player movement's coming, so you just in de- you know you're in denial that it's happened. Uh, then it comes out you're angry, and then the bargaining starts happening. We're like, well, let's let's trade in this league for another league. Let's go out <laughs> to that. And then you realize, okay, we can't do that. So then you get into depression, and then eventually we'll get to acceptance. I think we're a long way away from acceptance. And in fact, the denial stage might continue if the Big 12, ACC, and SEC continue to play. Um, I, uh, I didn't sleep well. Like the, the, yeah. the night that it happened, and the, and the second night, I wasn't sleeping very well. And, it's, um, and I can't imagine what it's like to be a Scott Frost, a Bill Moose, anyone who's got to look at those numbers and how do we even begin to try to make up for this global loss of revenue that yeah. we're going to to deal with. You think about the players whose lives revolve around this game and the coaches whose lives have revolved around this game uh, since they were born and it just being taken away. And, you know, the, the decision itself, I, I just think – the Big Ten could have done itself a lot more David Justice, as you would say. Or Travis Justice. And, or tra- yeah, that's that's it. Um, Shouts out to KM3. <laughs> ah, yeah. KM3 yeah. News. <laughs> Uh, for what it's worth, uh, they could have done themselves Travis Justice. See what I did there? And <laughs> that was a great segment he did uh, weekly. I admire him weekly. Um, I admire you greatly. That, that they could have done by doing what the Pac-12 did. And announcing or at least coming forth with this, you know, PDF of information that explained everything because there was so much conviction with the Pac-12. With the Big Ten, the word Kevin Warren kept using is uncertainty, but oddly enough, that led to a lot of uncertainty as to why the Big Ten made the decision. There wasn't a lot of clarity. There wasn't, you know, you have coaches coming out. The Pac-12 didn't have coaches coming out saying, we're going to look elsewhere or, or try and cobble together a schedule. It was the Big Ten. And the reason that they did that, I believe, is because they didn't have the clarity that the Pac-12 had. They could have come forward with, here are the, not necessarily the names, but here's the number of players that have dealt with this. You know, here's here's what we've known. You know, the Brady Feeney story was certainly something we all paid attention to at Indiana. Just trying to yeah. make it a more personable thing because I listened to Kevin Warren's interview. I didn't hear, and I'm sorry we had to do this. I didn't hear, and I feel so badly for the players and everyone. I didn't feel that empathy, and I think that's a big reason why that void was, you know, there was a void of emotion filled with anger. Yeah, you know, you I think there was a, a lack of empathy. And when you're not really given concrete answers, there's this feeling of a lack of honesty. I'm not necessarily calling him a liar, but he's not he's not coming forward with everything that you you make a decision of this magnitude. You 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 got it. You, you got to do better than what he kind of did the other day. And you just point to so many things that make no sense. How do you go through the how do you go through the song and dance of unveiling a schedule? Then three days after you unveil the schedule, you press pause on the progression of what people can do in practice and not allowing them to get into pads. And then three days after that, you cancel the whole thing. And it it's a it's a legitimate question to go, well, what on earth changed 
from when you rolled out the schedule to when you paused the ability for players to and, and teams to put on pads and then cancel it. I still don't feel like we ever really got that answer. And it, it, it you know, you then you start that cynical part of your mind takes over. Of, did they ever really consider playing? Because if ultimately the silver bullets in Big Ten football, where we just the unknowns of COVID and contact tracing is too hard. Well, that was too hard six days ago, six weeks ago. You know, I mean, th- th- all those things were still in existence. So if those things were were always going to be insurmountable, then why did we even why did you even roll out a schedule? I just don't. I I, I yeah. think a lot of people walked away kind of scratching their heads. The Big Ten sent out the wedding invitations when they were already planning on calling it off. Yeah. Right. You know, so you got people excited, you got the emotions going, and then all of a sudden it's wait, wait a second. And I can I can buy the hey, we this is just the plan, and that was the plan to release the schedule this week, and there was still maybe some hope. We still had to put the final touches on meetings and maybe somebody would change their mind. Maybe they would be maybe they were holding out as long as they could. And maybe that was a part of it. Let's let's just see. But I'm about I'm with you. I it didn't feel like there was a lot of comfort there, a lot of declarative statements every time they released anything there was always a sentence of if we can play we don't know we'll see we'll sure. see there wasn't sure. any we so I, they did i guess the best they could to at least not let you be all in with it but releasing that schedule was certainly something that is going to be tough to live down and then so you had that and then you have the pack 12 and now you've got these other leagues coming out but i you know nebraska's reaction to it was predictable. For me, it was understandable. I I didn't feel the bitterness or the anger or the hissy fit type of narrative that came out of that. And maybe that's because most people listen to the 30 to one minute sound bites about we'll explore our options and, and all that. I mean, I listened to the whole 25 minutes. I got some clips. I certainly want to play for you in a little bit from that. But I, I listened to the Zoom meeting. I thought he was... You know, Scott Frost is as even-keeled and monotonous a sounding coach as you will find. You'll never know if he just won the lottery or his house burned down. And so he's just, you know, if we don't play football, this is not going to be good. Let me illustrate the reasons why. He didn't raise his voice. He wasn't whining. He wasn't this. He was just stating the facts, knowing that he grew up here. He understands the fabric of the state. He knows what's at stake. And I would say this, too, that there is no state— in the United States that identifies with its football team at the college level more so than Nebraska and specifically the power five. Yeah, I agree with that. Specifically the power five level. And, you know, when you think about they're one of only three schools in the power five that are the only division one football playing program in the entire state. And of those three, it's the only one with no professional sports teams in the state. Okay. So it's, it. This yeah. is it. This is the pro team. This is everything. And it's not only an economic driver, it's a morale driver. So Scott Frost, I don't know about you, but when he got up there, I didn't feel like he was speaking for his team. Uh, I felt like that was almost third or fourth on the totem pole. He was speaking for the city, the yes. state, the people, yeah. the community, border to border and Husker fans nationwide going, this is 
this is us. And if you take away this game, this season, you're taking away a huge part of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't, I I agree. I think he was, it was all encompassing. He wasn't just merely going to bat for, for his players. It was for everybody in the state of Nebraska and in particular Lincoln. And it's just funny how when I, because I even tweeted after that Zoom call, I was like, wow, Scott, that, or, you know, something to the effect of, I tried to get the Damian Lillard thing going, see if Frost would give me like a retweet or something. That didn't happen. But (laughs) now, did you, did you at tweet? I think. I think I added him. I think mm. I did. He doesn't follow me. I've heard he that asked about a, me one time, though. He was at a at a pool somewhere and ran, and ran and met my parents and was like, is Nick here? So he knows I exist. <laughs> Scott, I'm coming for you. All right. I'm trying to. Why didn't you? Why didn't you hop on that Zoom call? What, were you I busy? thought about it? I was you got a podcast. Yeah. I mean, we have this podcast. Do you right. not care about your work? I should have done it. I should have, you know. Yeah, I, I thought about doing that. Yeah, it's uh, what I guess what I'm saying is when I watched that Zoom call, I didn't think, boy, look out, this is gonna ruffle some feathers, you know? Like, did you like just after when the Zoom call ended and all that? Did you think, oh baby, this is? I was mo- I, I was monitoring uh, Twitter. I was getting my refresh game right oh, uh, yeah. dur- during the. I was getting my scroll on, and as soon as he said, "We are." we will explore our options or something to that effect. We're willing to do whatever we need to do to try and play games. I knew that that would be, that that is the cherry picked quote. No one was going, Hey, look at all the money. He said, they're going to lose run that on first take. No, that wasn't, that wasn't the the soundbite. It's, a coach that sounds like he's willing to go against likely conference bylaws, media, grant of rights, all of those things that tie into conferences, and he's still willing to play. Uh, going against medical advice that his own conference has procured, yeah. and then you're going to go outside. I knew that that was going to ruffle some feathers, but if you listen to the whole thing in context, you understand. Like it's. You know, it, it's a coach. It's, just, it's a program in despair. You know, yeah, desperate. It's just funny how it, I, don't, I don't he how it got portrayed. Like like Frost yeah. was being this super duper defiant individual, and Nebraska was thumbing their nose at the Big Ten and and actively flirting with the Big Twelve. Like they never all, all the things that it got painted. If you right. watch the whole thing, it's just it. It's amazing how people walked away with that. But you're right. We live in a we we live in a context free media society. You know, it's like, like that's it's, what it is. That's exactly what it was. And it's you know it's the it's the guy saying, um, "Hey, buddy, I know you're busy uh, for the next few months, or you're you're saying you don't want to go out and hang out for the next few three or four. I'd like to explore some other options and hang out with some other people <laughs> that I know. Is that cool? Yeah. And you know, are you saying you don't want to be friends anymore? No, that's no, not, not not at all. No, are you? Why are you breaking up with me? No, I'm not. Like it's not. <laughs> you're unavailable. You're unavailable. I'd like to play. I want to go out. I still, I'm you know, I want a social life. I'm committed to you. <laughs> We're married. Right. I just I just want to hang out. Can I please? I I need to I need a social life and it, it, there's always a risk. There's always a risk. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it it felt like that. I mean, I But I will say the, I I do think I sincerely think and Bill Moose cleared this up on Thursday night. They were going to try to play. Like I don't I don't necessarily think Frost took to the podium with that little cherry out there to say we're going to pursue other options. 
I think it's clear they were going to try to play, but but as it's come out, it came down to a language technicality in what happened with the Big Ten versus cancellation and postponement, which handicapped what Nebraska's options were. So I, I don't necessarily think – I think there was parts of that Monday Zoom call that Frost was trying to run a Hail Mary to save the season, but I also think that that wasn't necessarily just – just a bunch of hot air like they were going to try to see if they could field some sort of a schedule no and nebraska kind of ran the interference for ohio state because ohio state was thinking the same thing and they were doing that all along and having those types of conversations until they realized yeah we're going to lay down here this isn't we we can't do that here in the fall and and nebraska found that out too and everything's going to be but but i'm with you like it never it never struck me. It went from, we're going to explore options, and that's what he said, to what do you think about Nebraska leaving the Big Ten for another league? And I'm thinking, like that. do you understand everything that goes into switching conferences? Right. It's like, like this is like This isn't you, like, like changing America. outfits here, you know? Like, I'm going to go put on <laughs> right. a different shirt. It's like, what? When people acting like, like a, just fielding, a, just going yeah. to the Big 12 in five minutes yeah. is like... Yeah, there's a pickup game down there. It's it's they're not playing. Let me go check out this other game here and see if they got some hoops set up. No, let's not. I mean, what like, it is? This will speak to your language. It's like you go to a food court at the mall. You want to get you know some Burger King. Too big of a line, so you go over to McDonald's. People act there like, ah, Big Ten. Ah, okay, now we'll just go over to the Big Twelve. That's not how it works. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it's I don't understand and, what people were thinking with that. How we went from compl- zero to one hundred. The, the complexities of, of all of that, like a like a, a married couple gets in one fight, they have 2,700 children, and you're thinking they're going to split up. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of things that go into this. And then you've got the whole faculty survey that got sent out. What happened and, with that? Like, and that got leaked out. It's like, hey, uh, town council of Bellevue, do you think the state of Nebraska should secede from the union? <laughs> No, no, I think we'll stay in the United States. Like, what is a survey? Like, let's feel this out. Like, I thought I saw some quote from a chemistry professor. Like, I would have loved to, like, he's got, like, a Bunsen burner. He's got his lab coat on and loses his mind at the idea of having to drop his experiment and do something. He's like, this is ridiculous that we would even consider moving off of what we're doing. It just was, what happened with that? I don't, what happened? I don't know. What what yeah what happened with you? I'm not happy about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We do need Tyler McKinney to come on this show. Just stand there sh- and then when we when we point at him and he just drops his his line. I want to ask you though, that back to that Zoom call. Yeah. Um what did you think of the the Zoom call? I thought it was, you know, thought I thought everyone uh, I'm just asking a question. I like I'm not. It. I don't know where you're going, but I like that it's headed somewhere. I liked it. It was good. I like it. It's it's fun. <laughs> I like it. It's it's fun. Um, I liked it when the three players came up because you could classify that as something that you Herm and Big Golick were on. Well, that is uh, that is true. Did you uh, did you feel like it was it was some sort of panel? You are on a panel. Um, <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. I have had so many uh, tweets and texts about the fact that, you know, it would have been nice if we had some representation on the panel. You are on a panel. It's it's unbelievable. Like, 
like this is the I mean, only this is the only show where you could ever make a a t-shirt or something about being on a panel be like yep yep that's good you are on a panel that's good i like that i like it it's it's fun i like it it's it's fun um but uh, I want to do get I, into um, a deep question though at some point here. I got a deep question, a deep topic okay. to do. But you, all right, we can. Where you no, we can. Bro? We we can do that in a minute. Um, hold on, waiting for for something to stop buffering here. Um, Bruce buffering. Yeah, Bruce buffering. The uh, <laughs> so that Zoom call was really interesting, and I felt like, and I'm watching it going. This is int- this is good. This is good, and you got some good info from Scott, like. But I feel like he gave that long intro because he kind of knew what was coming. And I, like, he went on for 10 minutes. I will say, Nebraska media loves Scott Frost, uh-huh. right? Like, I feel like more so now than ever, the media and Scott Frost are like, let's do this together, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's do this together. And I don't think that was any more telling than what you... Uh, heard here on the uh, on the Zoom. Let's listen. Thanks, Coach. We'll go to questions. Um, so, just a reminder: unmute yourself if uh, if I call on you. Uh, first question: KETB Andy Kendi. Hey, Coach. Thanks for doing this. Uh, next question: uh, Lincoln Journal Star Parker Gabriel. Hey, Scott. Uh, thanks for doing this. Omaha World Herald Sam McEwen. Hey, Scott, thanks for doing this. Brian Christofferson, Nebraska 24-7. Hey, Scott, thanks for doing this. Uh, Steve Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star. Hi, Scott, thanks for doing this. Got time for two or three more. Um, KLIN, Caleb Henry. Hey, Scott, thanks for doing this. Just a reminder, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the chat that you want to ask a question. Next one from Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Hey, Scott. Back to Steve Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star. Hey, Scott. Love you. Okay, that's not... Okay. Um, okay, that was not... That was... That, that was a fake... Scott, I'm at Applebee's. I just love you. I love you, that Scott. Was not, I will give... I will give two reporters... Uh, Some credit. Credit. I believe... I believe I believe uh, Mitch Sherman may have been the only, I think, uh, Objective John Callahan, member. <laughs> Callahan might have gone, Callahan might have gone right into his question too, but you had Mitch. He's like, I'm not, I'm not messing around here. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm not this. saying thank you at all. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was but a he good went catch. Right, wow. He went right to, I'm listening to this. I'm like, let's, you know, you know, let's not, uh, <sighs> Let's get some let's get some answers here. Hey coach, thanks for doing this. Hey Scott, uh, thanks for doing this. Scott, thanks for doing this. Hey Scott, thanks for doing this. Hi Scott, thanks for doing this. Hey Scott, thanks for doing this. You know, when um <laughs> I will say though that when Mitch finally got his his turn, you could tell he was a little flustered. Here. Just a reminder if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the chat that you want to ask a question. Next one from Mitch Sherman of the Athletic. Hey Scott, uh, you mentioned the importance of of uh, the time here. Um, what you know? What are options there? And from a team point of view, practice could you be an independent? What have you have you had any discussions yet, or know of anyone on your staff who has about if you did have to look and if um, would it be a geographical thing? If um, 
would you be able to do anything from a team um, if there wasn't football on campus at Nebraska in the fall? Point of view, practice, just focus on recruiting. What would that look three like? More um, KLIN, Caleb Henry. Cuts him off. Like what happened? What happened? He just he just cuts him off. I wish off. Mitch was here to explain himself. You know, you know? I just want to say I want to say one thing that and again, people are like, what are we doing here? This should be a serious conversation. It's Gary Barta liked that question. Gary Barta was like, now this, this is a guy that's asking <laughs> a question here. Gary, yes, Gary. <laughs> Gary Gary Barta uh, Gary Barta has not gotten the news about Iowa's football season because he's still announcing (laughs) Fran McCaffrey as the head coach a decade ago. I mean, I haven't checked in with him uh, in a while. Maybe he knows. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, We want to compete for Big Ten championships, and uh, we want to do it uh, with this guy. He's got. All right, we'll check in with him later. He's got. uh, He's got a college football playoff selection committee to. uh, How about that? to to, To tend to very soon. I will say this. There were a couple of points where I knew this season was going to get canceled. One of them was when the Big Ten said, hey, uh, can we just do helmets for now? (laughs) The most rough, rugged league that's like, we like to run ISOs and we still have a fullback, man. You sissy conferences don't want a fullback. We got a fullback. But with all that said, let's keep the helmets off, all right? Let's not be touching anybody. That's pretty much what it was, wasn't it? Most manly league in the world was like was. no touching of the head or face, but let's let's do it, man. Guys, we're about ready to suit it up here. Hold on here. Hold on. Just got this message. Yeah. All right, guys, take your pads off here. We're just gonna, just gonna, just gonna run. All right. So so yeah, when campus supposed to really you're supposed to don the pads, yeah. and they send out a message saying Please just wear helmets and nothing else. Like, I would have just protested. Helmet, nothing else. Literally, nothing else. Fully like, naked. Just, that's it. We're just going to streak on the quad here as protest. <laughs> but but then the other part where I'm like, this isn't good news, no. is when Mitch Sherman of The Athletics said, hey, uh, thinking about doing a story uh, on you guys. I'm like, this is not, this must mean there's not going to be any football because at that point, you understand you understand, like, there's not going to be any games to write about, so we're going to have to fill some time. We're going to have to fill some columns. And uh, here we are. Oh, there's Mitch. Hey, hey Mitch, Mitch you, buddy? you're here. How about this? Is my mic on? Your mic is on, my friend. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> thank you for uh, editing that question the way you did. I appreciate it. <laughs> Matt, did you edit that question, or was that the... No, the, that was, uh, that was untouched. Yeah. Uh, my, I did get some, some texts about my phone beeping. During the Zoom, so okay. uh, nice timing. I would like that to, was horrible. What we, happened? I think it was like, <laughs> "Hey, you're asking Scott a question." That was the text. That I hear you. You're like, "Shut up!" Yeah, who who was that that asked that question? Mitch Sherman of the Athletic. All right, very good. Um, uh, yeah, when you're, you're so your phone. Have you have you <laughs> had any discussion? I mean, Dang, and, and the volume was up. I didn't know I'm it was talking. that. That's the first time I've heard it played back. I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, Mitch, I was looking around going, okay, did Scott's phone go up? Have you, have you, <laughs> did someone, have you, have you hey. had any discussions? Someone hooked up to a heart monitor. Did we just wheel in someone on a heart monitor? I mean, I think Frost was really flustered by that because he answered my question and then he was still thinking about it because right. he called Sipple Mitch. That's what I, I thought. Did you catch that chick? No, I Yes. Didn't. Sip, because Sip asked the question after Mitch, and Frost referred to Sip as Mitch. So, who's laughing now? Mitch was stayed on Scott Frost's brain. So, 
Steve Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star. How quickly would you be ready, your team be ready to play a game right now? Mitch, I think if I took a straw poll of our team and asked them when they could play, you give us about a week, and I think we're ready to play football. Have you? <laughs> that is right. so loud. Maybe that does. It's a new drop. <laughs> Maybe. It's a, it's a great job. Speaking of which, though, and I don't want to belabor the, the point because we do want to move on with the podcast, but when we have a guy who's covered Nebraska for so long uh, and written so many great stories and this latest on The Athletic about you know just the impact of, of everything on Nebraska and how the state holds the football team so dear, near dear. Uh, but I would like to say Mitch has written a lot of great stuff, but when this show thinks of Mitch Sherman, it thinks of one thing <laughs> – and one thing only. Calm down. And it's <laughs> and it's him telling Nick Baugh, calm down. We have tried to think about the context of that. No, I know Mitch what it was. Here again, you know, Mitch. Oh, here we go. Mitch, you remember Mitch, exactly thank you what for your was? thank you for your time here, Mitch. I know we've taken some time out of your busy day, but I with no football season. But I would like if <laughs> if you would just give us the context of that. Do you do you remember that? Yeah. I, I remember it exactly. Okay. Um, wow. And your episode last week, yeah. it jogged my memory. Okay. Because you guys talked quite a bit about Rex Burkhead. In fact, right. you you relived the song. Yes. Your song. I, I want to wreck you up. I want to wreck you up. And the, and the techno version and techno all of version it. So yes. that took me back to an interview <laughs> that you did with me where this okay. drop originated. So um, there, there was some bitterness underneath the calm down <laughs> drop. That I don't think you knew about because as a reporter at the Omaha World Herald, uh, when Rex was in high school in Plano, Texas, I was kind of I was kind of the first from Nebraska to be on the Rex bandwagon. I mean, I reported quite a bit about Rex and he was this like Superman guy. He was like dunking as a five foot nine freshman in high school and running all over these five A teams in the state of Texas. And and part of his legend was like Texas was kind of lukewarm on him, and then he came to Nebraska. I wrote quite a bit about him and 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 quoted some of his teammates in high school saying like this guy's going to be in the NFL someday which hey they're right so when Rex got to Nebraska and you latched on to him you were you were like stealing my thunder I, I mean you instantly <laughs> took you off it that was corner it was like hey I'm boat. hey I'm over here I'm the Rex Burkhead guy I'm the I'm on the hype train I'm yeah. leading the hype train and then I'm you sorry. just blew me out of the water I didn't think about so that. on that day on the show you were talking about Rex yeah and, you know, normally I just wouldn't have a second thought if you're excited about a player. But in this case, I'm like, hey, calm down. He's my guy. Like, I'm the one who gets excited about Rex, yes. not you. I did. I had no idea that's what it was. That, so I came on and just kicked you off the Rex hype train. Yeah. And basically, that's, that's, I'm the conductor. I got it from here. That's how I saw it, at least. Wow. I mean, he, I did not write a song. Let's just put I, it I was going to say. <laughs> You had an opportunity to, to write I Want to Rex You Up. You know, but I'm, I have no dignity, so I did it. Therefore, I get to be on the You know Rex what, train. though, Nick? Like, it's, it's all played out okay in the end. Sure. Because I'm just kind of, like, persistent with Rex. Right. And I've stayed on Rex. <laughs> and, like, you know, I don't know what happened with you and Rex when he left Nebraska. Yeah. If you yeah. continued to be as excited about him. We're on a break right but now. But every chance I get when he comes back, I saw Rex this summer. In Lincoln, okay. at the Team Jack event, I see what you're and, doing. And you know, here Rex and I, we have a connection. When he okay. sees me, he knows my name. Yeah, he doesn't know me. Yeah, and we, yeah. you know, we talked this this. Um, well, it, it must have been winter. It wasn't summer because I didn't talk to anybody in person in well, the summer. Of course, I think right. the I think that event was in was in February. 
um, back right before this this thing hit. So if he walked in, he would say, "Mitch." He he yeah yeah. He doesn't get real excited, but we we know each other. So if we did that, you know, if you're ch- trying to see if, who like if a dog who it likes. So like this person more, this more, you, you back up 10 yards and you see which one it goes to. Like Rex would go to you. You're fairly confident Rex would know your name and go to you over me. Well, uh, I mean, he knows about the song. We know that because if Matt I'm asked him. the song, he might come to me. Actually, he might run away from me if the song's going on. Yeah. I think well, now, remember what he said when we played that song for him. He's like, that's great, I guess. Great. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it, Nick. Um, I mean, that's, that's an awesome idea, I guess. One thing I know about Rex is, is that, and, and Rex was like a 25-year-old when he was 18. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that was part of what was, what was like really intriguing about sure. him. It's like Adrian Martinez has some of those same yes. qualities where you just like, this guy's not, There's this no guy's way. not in high school. Right. Rex was like that. And, and, and Matt shook him out of that for a moment when he asked Rex <laughs> on that, on that day after a game, what you think about Nick writing a song about you? Rex kind of turned back into an 18 year old in that moment. <laughs> Flustered. But now I think he would handle it just fine. Probably. I think he might, I think he might tell you how he really felt about Do the I, song. Would you feel better if I just gave you Rex? If I just granted you full custody of Rex? Mm. He might be better in your in your hands. I think I've kind of claimed I that. I want what's best for Rex. Okay. And I think what's best for Rex is for you to be the guy associated all right, with I appreciate Rex. that, and I'll rescind all the bitterness that was behind the calm down drop. I like, so, so I like how now. you finally hand Rex over when he's only probably got a few years left in the NFL. Like he's on the backside of his career. He's like right. all that. Um, Rex is going to do his greatest things after football. Oh, there's no oh, see, oh. That's why you have custody. That's and why Mitch is get full custody. And Mitch is going to be there to write about it. Yeah. You know, I would say, though, that there's another Mitch who likes him. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. Yes. Mitch Light. Athlon. He's a coworker <laughs> of mine now. You know that? Mitch is a no. great. I talk to Mitch once a week on my radio show, Mitch Light. And he, Mitch is a, gr- is a good dude. But he was crunk about Rex Burkhead. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. I like playing football a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like seasons getting canceled a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. <laughs> um, so anyway, to, to put a bow on the calm down thing is, and Mitch, I haven't told you this, is that when I uh, when there's like maybe a ruckus in the house or I'm having a disagreement with my wife, Kelly, I'll say, calm down. And she will say, calm down. She will say, don't Mitch Sherman me. Ooh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Calm down. Like it is in the lexicon. It is in the lexicon. So I'm pretty good. About, I'm, I'm, I feel good about that. That is pretty good. So you're <laughs> you are you have been interjected into numerous arguments in the kitchen between Kel Bell and Shicky. Calm down. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Very good. Very good. But yeah, I Mitch, would Mitch like knew that knew the season was going to be canceled. The second he the second he inquired <laughs> about but doing a story about us, it's it's over. Season's yeah. done. Like Season's Mitch, come done. on. What are you trying to do? Yeah, this isn't this isn't good for us at all. Nope, um, nope, not at all. So, so no, uh, glad Mitch could uh, come by again. Read the stuff in the Athletic. Doesn't necessarily have to be about this podcast, although we would appreciate those retweets when that story does yes. come out. Um, when it comes down to what ha- what has happened now, and the Nebraska Nick has put out the statement and you know the full commitment and all that stuff. Did Nebraska like I, I know Desmond Howard says that he owed an apology and all this stuff, but like is my first are, are dog things- was named Desmond, and I got to tell you, if I could retroactively go back and rename my dog from when I was growing up, you know, change his name legally, but, although R.I.P. But the, Desmond Bob. But the dog is dead. Like, why? What are you talking why about? Why can't dog- we go back? Can I legally go back? He doesn't have like a grave or anything like that. But if he had a grave, I would go back there and change it. 
I'm dead serious. Wait a I'm second. Wait, hold on a second. Let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get an athlete that I named after my dog that's worth talking to here. I'm done with you. Let's get, let's get, a, let's get somebody who asks a question that's worth answering. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm um, embarrassed. Like that's look. Any more Desmond's public enemy number one. Like if some, if I'm at a Husker bar and people are hanging out and they're like, "Hey man, what was the name of your first dog?" I'm like, "Ah, let's not get into that. Let's not. Let's not get into Desmond." <laughs> Wait, so I just want to clarify here. Because Desmond Howard said he thinks Nebraska an apology and Kevin Warren should kick their A out of, yeah. out of the Big Ten, you are willing, if your dog had a grave, yep. you would not necessarily dig up the dog. You would no. just change the headstone. You would change the headstone Can't be that hard. There. Yeah, can't be that hard. <laughs> Alter the headstone. 100%. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed and embarrassed. What did what did you make of of all of that? Well, I think there's a deep. This is where it gets a little deep, like where you know, because people have talked about how you know being in a conference is like being in a family, right? Like that's what they've likened it to. And when you're in a family, you stick together, you don't air your dirty laundry, all that stuff. Well, what if you join the fam? What if you weren't in the original core group of the family? You join later on. Do people ever fully embrace you as a full family member? And I think there's something interesting there with with Desmond Howard and Michael Wilbon both being Michigan and Northwestern guys that they totally eviscerated and pushed back. And there was some like venom behind what they were saying to Scott Frost in Nebraska when all those things got said. And I, there's something there. I I, I don't know. There, there's there's some deep rooted psychological thing where Wilbon and Desmond Howard clearly in their minds, maybe they've never fully wrapped their arms around Nebraska being a member of the big 10. That's the way I, I, it's, it's a, it's the only way I can fully understand it. Yeah. It's like a, you know, families that have been living in maybe a, an apartment complex for a while. And someone just shows up and starts complaining about the conditions. Like we've been, we've been here longer than you. We're all dealing with this together. Like you just showed up. What what was it on step-by-step? Was it Cody that lived in the van in the driveway? Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers are Northwestern and Michigan. They're not going to embrace Cody in the van in the driveway, which is Nebraska in this analogy, like they're going to embrace the rest of the family. That's the reality of the deal. Yeah, I think that's that's true. That's probably a good analogy. (laughs) Cody. Yeah, Cody. Thank you. Why is there always a Bo Pelini drop for every situation? Cody. (laughs) Cody. Thank you. Step by step. Comes to Bo Pelini, Cody. Cody. That's thank you. Well, what did you make of it? I mean, what? I mean, it's... What did well, you make of it? Here, uh, well, and I, I retweeted, I think Matt Berry, uh, my friend, colleague there at ESPN, retweeted the quote from Desmond. And Kelly and I had been watching it that morning. And I can watch something and just go, <laughs> and just kind of laugh. And Kelly was like, oh, come on. You know? I'm like, okay, yeah. If you're feeling like this and, you know, you're invested, but you're, you know, you've accepted the, the season being canceled. I can't imagine what Husker fans think about that. And, um, I honestly felt his reaction to what he perceived to be an over-the-top reaction by Nebraska, which wasn't, his reaction was over-the-top. I would demand an apology from the chancellor and the president and Scott Frost and not one behind closed doors, a public apology, or if I'm Kevin Warren right now, 
I'm working on the way to get their ass out of the Big Ten. But the reason that it was because is because his reaction and Michael Wilbon's reaction. You know what? The Big Ten has operated for 116 years, most of them damn successful without Nebraska, which has been around for the last nine. You know what I hope somebody on that call said to Nebraska's representatives, even as president? Get the hell out. They both love their teams. They both love their alma maters. Came from a place of anger, frustration, and despair of the season being canceled. So that's, that's to me... Is really yeah. There, there's some of the hey Nebraska, you just got here. Hey, how can you complain? Hey, you haven't won anything. All of that is accurate. But I think there's the other part of it too. Is their seasons got canceled too, and they're and angry upset. and they're wondering, hey, I'm I'm angry. What are you, what are you leaving the you know going to right. go play your, elsewhere? Okay, get out I can of see here. that. I can okay. see that. Yeah, just be just being ticked off that you're not going to be able to watch your team. I can see and that. And it happened 24 hours prior, and so you're just like, oh, you know what? Bleep off. Get out of here. Get out of the league. When in reality, you don't really mean it. <laughs> you're just you're just saying it. Like, right. The fact that you're saying you owe an apology, I retweeted it with, we're just so sensitive. I agree. Like, I we're like just that. so Yeah, we're just so thin-skinned. Like, the Nebraska, they stu- Scott Frost stood up for his team, stood up for his players, his current and future players, by the way, because everything comes through the prism of recruiting and just tried to stand up for everybody and said, hey, we go and not take our ball and go home, but we'll take our ball and go elsewhere and we'll bring the ball back. Um, but that's not <laughs> that's not how they looked at it. And, and it all is come. I mean, it's such a toxic week and a passionate week that someone even disguised as a veiled threat of leaving a league, which wasn't the case can be received as, oh, yeah, you think you're so good? Well, look at all the – let me read your rap sheet of everything you haven't accomplished while you're in the Big Ten. Well, why, why do you think – because I, I, I definitely can see what you're saying, but why didn't Ryan Day's comments draw the same ire? And maybe it just comes back to uh, one of the realities of life of, like, when you're on the mountaintop, you can do sure. more. Yeah, be like if, you know, the Marlins complained about something versus if the Yankees did it. It's like, well, it is the Yankees. Maybe there's some credence to it. The fact that Nebraska certainly hasn't won anything of substance in 20 years adds to that. And you had an Ohio State team that, hey, I can see Ohio State. Imagine being that team. That would be like, you know, the 97 Nebraska team not being able to take the field, knowing that they've got a shot at winning a national championship. That's going to land even more so. Right. Yeah. And and a a, a team that's been there the whole way and a Ryan Day that was an interception away with Justin Fields from winning, you know, playing LSU and being in the national championship game and knowing everything that they have that was on the table. Like people who don't understand what Nebraska football is or what it is, what it means to the state, will purely look at the A, you just got here, B, you haven't won anything to see who are you right. to say this. When it's Ohio State, you go, Well, they did have a shot to win a national championship and they have been here longer. But what does it mean? I mean, because I think there's even you can you can even zoom out even more on whether you want to look at Desmond Howard and Wilbon's comments or just how quickly the Big Twelve thing came up. And just how fast right, yeah. that conversation started was maybe a window into how everybody views Nebraska and the Big Ten. And granted, sometimes things are going to be viewed, if things aren't going well, you're going to question the situation where it's, you know, I think I think Nebraska's lack of success in the Big Ten has just as much to do about Nebraska's own, they've been their own worst enemy, maybe more so than being in the Big Ten. I don't know if you agree with that or well, not, but that like, but I think it's just interesting how when this when when the Nebraska and Big Ten airplane hit 
any turbulence. It was ripped on, and the Big 12 got brought up immediately. That's interesting to me. There's something there. I think you hit on it with the lack of success with Nebraska and going back to, hey, is this going to be a good thing? And I thought this would be better than it is. Because if, you, if, if you're winning games, if you're winning the division on a consistent basis, or if you have national championship realistic aspirations year in and year out, then you're not questioning that. I, I think, I'll put it to you this way, I think the programs outside of Nebraska in the Big Ten, and, and then when you hear a Howard and a, and a Will Bond and those kind of things, and that criticism in the Big 12 being brought up, that is the, yeah, the doubt of what have you done for us. But on the flip side, I think Nebraska fans latched onto that too, going, this isn't even working out for us anyway. Right. You know, this is like we we haven't won more than five games the last three years. What are we even what are we even doing here? And and every time they have a bad season, and when you stack a few of them together, I'm sure Nebraska fans are going, Is this gonna be better? Is this ever going to work out for us? You pull us out of Texas and now you know, where are we going to get players and who are we competing against? Sure. Now we're looking, we're looking up at Minnesota. And so I think, I think they feed each other of, yeah, we yeah. kind of feel this it way all, too. It all yeah. amplifies, everything amplifies that, the, the one conversation. Oh, oh and by, by the way, the fact that Nebraska is being mentioned in the uh, same group of Maryland and Rutgers, who also just got here. Yeah. Tells you uh, on both sides of where this, where this program is at and kind of the feelings everybody No had. question. But I, I brought this up. If you can name drop, I'll name drop too. I went on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio on oh, oh, Thursday. Two, no, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, no yeah I, saw you, I saw you tweet about yeah. it. I saw you tweet. Yeah. 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 And, and we, we, we were talking about it. And name a, name a school that has changed conferences that is unequivocally in a better situation right now than they were before they changed outside of the conferences that moved up. And I'm doing air quotes like a TCU moved up into the big 12, a Creighton basketball wise went from the Valley to the big East. I'm talking relatively lateral moves, power five to power five name a program that is unequivocally in a better spot than they were. Even your buffs. I know they had that moment in the sun a couple years ago, but I don't know, man. I I don't know if you would say they're in a better spot. I wouldn't say that Missouri had their moment in the sun right when they got the SEC. I wouldn't say Missouri's in a better spot. A&M, eh, I don't know. I mean, they had the they they had a little they had a little something with Manziel, but I don't know if they're necessarily in a better spot. I, I just think there's something to that where Every single school that has changed conferences, laterally speaking, power five to power five, I'm not sure that any of them can all look at each other and be like, tell you what, you know, it was a great move for the success of our programs, changing conferences. The only one that I would say, and it's because of the footprint that they went to and because of what happened when they first got there, and still there's always that, hey, we're, we're, we haven't fallen off, and they didn't win a ton in the Big 12, would be Texas A and M. Yeah, that that maybe they're the they're the best but, argument for it. But but it's I mean you know it was Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel was a freshman the first year they got to the SEC. So it's like whoa look at this. And then he was there for a couple of years. And A and M is still one of those programs. A lot of expectations. We'll see if they can live up to it. But I'm with you. Like if you're taking out Utah going to the Pac-12, which yes. was a win away from 
in the playoff, but that was not a lateral move, you know, in terms of the power conference five to power that five. they went right. to. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you're probably right. I think about, you know, when we think about travel and the pandemic, I think of, yeah, if you want to know what this whole realignment thing was about, look at West Virginia. How is West Virginia any better, you know, mm-hmm. in the Big 12 with all the, the lengths they have to go to just play a game? So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's, I think what it shows is, yeah, realignment might not have worked out for everybody, but at the same point, it's like the first couple of years of a marriage. You're, it takes a while to settle in. Mm-hmm. And the comparison with college football is it could be a decade, you know, to kind of feel, start feeling comfortable for these teams and to start establishing deeper connections and figure out, okay, where are we going to recruit here? And, uh, because you can't just walk in and go, yep, Ohio, we got you. Oh, we just showed up. You know, yeah. it, it takes a while. It that, takes a while. That's something, you know, we all have, you do this for a living, whether you write like you're Mitch or you talk on the radio like us or now on a podcast. Like if there's one thing that I got dead wrong that I pushed back on big time when Nebraska moved the Big Ten moved to the Big Ten, I thought the whole narrative of this is gonna take a while for them to adjust to the Big Ten, all that goes in it. I was like, I dismiss that. I'm like, I don't I I think that's that sounds like it you're trying to build in some sort of excuse. But I think there's that's probably more real than I thought it was. That's something that I probably got wrong when I look back on on some some hills that I quote unquote died on ten years ago. I don't think we adjusted well. And- no, I don't think you did. Uh, thank you. That's amazing. Like how? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you got you got a you got a Bo Pelini drop for every scenario in the world. I do. Um, do you think Nebraska should? Uh, lob a call to the Big Ten to just smooth things over for good? Do you think they should do that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. I, yeah. Would you like to make a call on, on their behalf, uh, on Nebraska's behalf, and try and smooth things over? I can I do if have you want the, me to. Well, I do have the coaches, the, the coaches line here to the Big Ten office. Let's, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. All right, hold on. Let's see Ohio State. Hello, you've reached the headquarters of the Big Ten Conference. If this is Ryan Day, please call the commissioner's direct line, as you are the only one who has it. If you are James Franklin, Paul Christ, Kirk Ferentz, Pat Fitzgerald, Jim Harbaugh, P.J. Fleck, Jeff Brom, Tom Allen, Lovey Smith, Mel Tucker, Greg Schiano, or Mike Loxley, please leave a message at the tone and the commissioner will get back to you as soon as he can. If you are anyone associated with Nebraska, please hang up and call Bob Bullsby. And then go find a nearby cliff and walk off of it. Have a great day. Okay. That's, uh, hang that up. Hang that up. That's not going to work. Find a nearby cliff and walk off of it. Why would they put that on the... Why is that necessary? Why would they put that on the outgoing message? That's that's really bad. I thought it was bad to begin with with the Ohio State music. That got worse as it went on. It's not nice at all. The on hold music is the Ohio State (laughs) song. That is never... That is never... A good sign. Where's McKinney when you need him listening to that? I know. You know what he should have should, been uh, <laughs> hopping, in, <laughs> hopping in there. I'm not happy about that. All right, thank you. Thank you. Could have used a little Anakin there. Okay, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs>
God. Jeez, calm down. Please stop. That it. got intense fast. My God. Man. Everyone just needs to calm down, I think is the best best recipe. Calm down. Thank, Thank you, you Mitch. All right, so um, we should we we don't need to uh, belabor the point or hang on here uh, too much longer. Here, I think this podcast has been very very long. Uh, I just don't know what like what's this fall? What do you do? What are I you gonna know. do? Do you think the Big Ten made the right decision? N- not to because, not right now because like it's it's funny because we are sports people are always quick to tell politicians to stay out of sports but we are very quick to get into epidemiology yeah and no question. you know and, and, and medicine but you, you we all are, have access to the documents and things that they're reading you read the pac-12 and you go that's not good and then you hear the president for oregon state who used to be the president of lsu going sec ain't looking at reality yeah you know, this right is, this right. is a big risk and then you hear about myocarditis and you know whether it could be inflammation or stress of the heart and that could be a hank gather situation like whoa yeah i i mean did they make the right decision that's like how much time you got brother you know what i mean like it's like it's hard to just straight up classify it one way or the other there's a lot of just remember just remember. If you don't have your health, you've got nothing. In- That's true. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you, though. I wrote this down in my iPhone yeah. notes on the way down. Better chance of, of, of finishing, starting and finishing, the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 this fall or Big 10, Pac-12 this spring? What has a better chance That's a great- of completing? Where is... I mean, we got multiple. I mean, Brandon Godden could chime in if he wants to. <laughs> well, I think because Mitch is here, I don't think there's any other place to go but to Rick. Yeah, that, that's a great. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> that is my that's favorite. Kivist. Rich Kivist, formerly the Omaha World Herald. That's a great. That's a great question. Thank you. My iPhone even said that to me. I wrote it into my notes. It was like, I was like, whoa. That's a great. That's a great question. All right, thank you. I mean, you tell me. Um, I actually believe, and this is going to be, this is like sounding crazy talk. I believe it is more likely. Whoa. We're going to take a break. Come back. Shick will answer that question (laughs) on the other side. No. Give it to me. Back right after this. I actually think it's more likely that the Big Ten and and Pac-12 actually get off the ground and do something in the spring. And I only say that because I think the momentum that you're seeing here, it's hard for me to see this finishing. Now, I do need to take into account who's involved. The SEC, the ACC, like those two, they're not going to stop unless the other one stops. So it's really up to the Big 12. Or Thelma and Louise right now? <laughs> they are. They're going off the cliff, and the Big 12 is here going, all right, we're going to. So I, that's a, I mean, seriously. That, 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 that's, a great, that's a great question. Because um, I don't, I really don't think either are, are going to happen, but I think the Big 10 Pac-12 is more likely if, if the eligibility questions can be answered. Crikey. If you could, you know, if, if you could allow, you say, hey, this spring season, we're going to make sure it ends before the draft and then give guys who would have been there last year 
they can, after the spring season, go to the draft if they have enough on tape, if they had a good enough season, if they built themselves up from a low round pick to a high round pick and, and do that. Or if you're, you know, if you're doing the eligibility thing, because, you know, just to give a carrot for kids to be able to leave if you if things go well for you um, or if you only play six games or fewer, do you use up a year like those things and the scholarship issues? Uh, no, I, I do. Be- I do believe that they're going to do whatever they can to salvage some sort of to salvage something if for no other reason so that they don't have to keep everybody on the roster and have those scholarship issues which are going to hang over your head for the, more the than a roster year. eligibility issues are are a massive headache i don't even i don't even know how to begin to answer those questions and then i even think about like let's just get crazy and say the big 12 the sec and the acc like they finished their season well, okay. When then? When are the big the Big Ten and the Pac twelve ever ever going to get back on the same plan as the Big Twelve? You know, and all those other Power Five schools. Like, are they right. always going to be a little bit staggered? And how does that work? Because you know, at some point, they all got to meet up Here, and get back on the same path. Here is also what I would say: is if the Big Twelve, the ACC, and the SEC play and finish their season. What is the motivation to play a spring season for players? Right. And I get it. Conference championships mean something. Go to a Rose Bowl, all that. But you just saw a national champion crowned. So what are you playing for? Is this the Big Ten Pac-12 challenge? This ain't college hoops. So there would would have to – I just don't know that you can have one without the other, meaning if they finish – are you really going to do this in the spring? And what's the purpose to it? You could argue, hey, the first round picks, second round picks, third round picks, they're leaving anyway. So it's not like you know the, your chances, your level of play, all that was going to diminish anyway. So let's go out and play for a conference title, I guess. I guess. I, but I, I'm with you, you though. You, re, you remove that carrot of we have a chance to make the college football playoff and all that. That's you play to win a national championship, right? right? Like I, I just, I just don't know if you can finish that season if the motivation is there, if the incentives there outside of coaches being able to manage their rosters. Yes, I know, I know. And if there's ever, I think I, do we say this on the last part? If there's ever a time for Nebraska to play Ohio State, it's in, it's this spring oh, because this is, like half no their team's gonna. Getting, getting ready for the draft. There's no doubt. And, it, you know, Scott Frost, you care for what you wish for about playing in the fall, right? Like, these teams are loaded. Let's go play Ohio State. Why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you saw what happened last year, Doug. Let's go play Penn State. Why? Let's go play, <laughs> like, like, let's go play Maryland. Maybe. Um, so Rutgers? There, there's yeah. A, <laughs> Illinois? <laughs> let's sure. Go. Yeah, let's figure out who's on the schedule before we determine if we want to sign up. You just you just got in the escape pod of a of a true. terrible schedule, true. which they were handed you, which would have been a max five win season, maybe six. Oh, there you if you looked at the schedule. <laughs> why <laughs> would you? Why would you want to hop in and sign up for something else like that? But here's what I'll say too: Jeff Brom's spring schedule. Did you read the PDF on yes. that thing? Oh, yeah. Color-coded. Yeah. His like he was when he got out, the calendar going, I was like, look at you. The color-coded bullet points. The Obviously, he's not, you know, getting MS Paint. You know, he's not right. he's in there. <laughs> although, <laughs> although he does have a lot of free time. But one of my favorite things about it was 
he did the weather at the end, right? He had the weather. He compared highs in November in Big Ten country versus <laughs> highs in, in March. For some reason, he couldn't find Madison, Wisconsin. So it's tough to find. A, like, <laughs> he didn't have all of them. Maybe he didn't like the information he got. No. But in his plan, he has plan A, Big Ten championship, Rose Bowl, and, and or 14 playoff. And then he has plan B, six-team playoff. Like, I like that one. Jeff Brom is not only expanding the calendar to the spring, he's expanding the oh, college yeah. football plan playoff D, in his plan. Purdue <laughs> gets a bye in an 18 plant plan. E is Purdue is exempt as a pot. I wish you would have done that just to make the, make it funny. Like yeah, all these it, different plans like, involving Purdue. It, it's like the commissioner of a of a bracket pool contest where you go, I get my entry fee paid for, right? Because I'm running the pool. Right. That's what I yeah. uh, I gotta I gotta make the rules. Plan F. Purdue gets to have Drew Brees quarterback a game of its choice. <laughs> like that's what Jeff Brom, dude. If you're if you're if you're making a hypothetical plan here, get Brees back on the squad, dog. All right, Plan H, Big Ten Legends game. <laughs> Big Ten Le- Big Ten Legends tournament where our players won't be at risk. It'll just be alumni. Oh. Have to be no older than fifty. <laughs> Plan S, Jeff Brom gets final say on who's allowed to play for the opposite team and gets to field whatever team he wants to take the field. Plan Y, Jeff Brom, all-time quarterback. (laughs) This is all just a way for him to get back on the field. Plan Z, gushers and pizza rolls (laughs) consumed after each game. I would have enjoyed that. Now, that's a plate I can get behind. Who doesn't want to see Breeze play a game or Jeff Brom at all-time QB or people crushing pizza rolls after the games? Yeah. I did miss the fine print of him saying automatic eligibility for all past alumni. (laughs) Except for Purdue, but not including everybody else. Oh, Oh, Jeff Brom, you missed missed it, bro. You missed it. 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 You went over your head then. Oh, it went over my head. Sorry, Jeff. By the way, the best backup I ever gave you on anything was me at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That showed me a lot. That's true. I thought you liked it. Before we get out of here, someone on Twitter did talk about something involving Greg Sharp and I. I do think it's a it's a great I thing about that him. you could yeah, you could probably you could probably do, um, <laughs> and it's it, it was something to the effect of and let me see if I could uh, find this. Oh, this got this got liked. This was from Joe Redding on Twitter at Chick Nick Show. He says Greg Sharp was heard crying softly, saying Nebraska's not going to win the football game. <laughs> And and I think I, I think he mistyped it. It should say Nebraska's not going to play, play the football the foot, game. Yeah. Is there is there anything that you could that you could yeah. do? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think it. When he got the news, he was like, <laughs> "What? There's no snap back, and, and Nebraska's going to play the football game. Nebraska's not going to win the football game." <laughs> This season's brought to you by Dorothy Lynch, Buck Naked Barbecue Sauce, so good you don't need sauce. And the brass is not going to win the football game. There's no football game. There's no football game. I thought it was not play. I thought you were going to do not play the football game. <laughs> and the brass is not going to play the football game. 
Huge decision, Greg. Huge no season. Huge. I have no idea what Markel Dismuke thought of that play. Who 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 was it in the original? Was it Damian Stafford? Damian Stafford. I have no clue what Damian Stafford. Okay. All right. So it's in that so it's in that vein. Like this is one of those things. Like I think are we still in the anger phase? Are we still in that phase of, I'd say of yes. grief? Yeah. Of grief. I'm kind of pouty. That. I would say I'm more pouty. <laughs> I don't know if that is the Dame, clinical decision. Dame Lillard pulling up from half court got a smile on my face, but that's about the only smiling that's been going on in my life. I don't believe that the stages uh, are <laughs> included in there are denial, anger, poutiness. <laughs> You will first Clinic. be gassy, then you'll be angry, then pouty, <laughs> then kind of happy because of Damian Lillard, and then acceptance. That's a path I can get on right there. Could <laughs> you imagine? Then kind of chippy, then kind of disgruntled. Then passive aggressive for a period of four hours. I'm not, you're but not we, mopey, you're not pouting around. I'm getting my pout on. I'm a little, I'm a little pouty yesterday. A little pouty. Um, Happy about that. Yeah, right. I mean, why do you, why do you keep doing that? I'm planning on moving on, nope. and you keep bringing you can't, me back. You cannot have too much McKinney, especially right. for this. Series. I'm not happy about that. All right, thank you, So it's it's shocking that someone who played Creighton basketball is really upset about number about the Big Ten season. Yeah, I bet all those Creighton dudes are getting canceled. But it's in that vein that I think we bring back something that has been requested a lot. Because I think this, whenever Nebraska played a bad game, oh, no. we would bring this feature back. And it allowed people to hear what they would have like said on the broadcast <laughs> and also maybe laugh about it. So it, it provided laughter, a uh, way to vent their anger and frustration. Because someone here on, on Twitter, it's Chris, he tweeted at the show, if you bring back off-color commentary, it would be amazing. That was my favorite segment. And it was incredible. Um, we did that uh, a lot because Nebraska uh, lost hey. a lot. I mean, there were well, I don't mean like that. I mean, like there were plenty of moments that would lead to cursing. It started with <laughs> it started with Nebraska ball, right? With yeah. Pavelka and Davison, huge shot, huge, huge shot. charge call, Kent. Because there was huge a Valentino's lot of order. <laughs> there was a lot of. <laughs> Um, it's a touchdown. There was a lot, and it's no touchdown. Sorry. No uh, touchdown? By the way, uh, like no, Greg. No, there's gonna be no touchdown. <laughs> but it's gonna be a touchdown, Nebraska. <laughs> Greg, it's do over. You, all right. Do you do you think do you think Greg Sharp? I, I love him so much. <laughs> do you think Greg Sharp? <laughs> this. Oh, on Saturdays, he's gonna like he's gonna doze off at night and then wake up in a cold sweat, sitting straight up in bed, yelling touchdown. I think they had to call him in and sit him down and really gently break the news to him, and that's his. He just couldn't process it. So touchdown, touchdown, right? We're gonna get some touchdowns and some barbecue sauce. No, Greg. Canceling, canceling it right now. That's what I think had to happen. They had to break it. They had to, they had to break the news to him slowly. I don't think he's accepted it. 
But by, by the way, by the way, before we get to off-color commentary, because I want to end it with this, I do want to say something we should have gotten to earlier. Jaden Johnson. Oh yeah. <laughs> who plays for Miller North. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> made a great college plays, decision. He plays college basketball. He's going to play, he plays basketball and he committed yeah. to a school that <laughs> when he did, and it was announced on Twitter and the Omaha world Herald had it, uh, things, journals, whatever it was, they were tweeting it out. And we got so many tweets from listeners about it that I just decided, you know what? I'm replying to each of these media entities with what it was. Would you care to tell us where Jaden Johnson from Millard North High School committed? Jaden Johnson will be taking his talents to Old Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he he is taking he is taking his talents to Old Dominion. Old, Old Dominion. Now that that was from an episode we did, you know, twelve years ago, uh, where you were picking. And, and if you go to the uh, previous episodes of the Chicken Nick podcast, here go to the one labeled Old Dominion. Yeah, it's not hard to find. It's one called. It's not Old hard to Dominion. find. It's like yeah. look for that title. Go to it. Old Dominion. And. And you will hear the explanation because you essentially picked Old Dominion as an upset of the day. Yeah, I thought they beat uh, Butler, and Butler went to the Final Four. In the NCAA tournament. They went to the National Championship game. Okay, they didn't just go to the yet. Final Four. Yeah, yeah you. well, why would you be? I'm not happy about that. But so you said upsets of the day, like Old Dominion. Old Dominion. And it was during the diary music at yeah. the end, so that's why there's piano and music there behind it. So yeah. anyway. People associate, whether it's Old Dominion Trucks, Old Dominion University, whatever. When Old Dominion canceled their fall sports, people were tweeting at us. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like Because because of this. Old Dominion. Yeah, because you picked that one time. Oh. So that all happened. Yeah. Shouts out to Jaden Johnson. While we are recording this show, yep. Jaden Johnson tweets. Oh, no. Because he was incorporating a lot of these tweets. Right. He tweets, it took me a couple days to understand why everyone was tagging at Nick Baugh. Ah! He says, now I get it, dot, 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 Old Dominion in all caps. Old Dominion. Yeah. That's a real yeah. tweet? It's a real tweet, and he included at Schick Nick Show, at ESPN underscore Schick, and at ODU Men's Hoops. Oh, Old Dominion. I'm retweeting it as we speak, and I'm going to follow Jaden Johnson, and I'm officially, he's my he's probably going to be my favorite player in college basketball. Now, now, wow. Are you going to write a song about him? Are Maybe. you going to? I right. want to Jaden you up. That doesn't quite work as well. Okay, well. if you do that, you will get banned from Twitter. Please do not do anything like that. But anyway, so thanks to Jaden Johnson. Uh, Jaden Johnson, we are, uh, thank you very he much for it. that. It's, Good luck. It's fun. I like it. It's it's fun. <laughs> Good luck at Old Dominion, <laughs> and we're very happy about that. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. No, we are happy. We're happy about that. All right, so uh, Jaden Johnson, thank you very much. Uh, just snuck it in under the wire here as we God, are recording that's this. that's incredible. On Friday. I had my phone face uh, down. I had a, a face down phone policy. Glad I put, and he followed me. Look at this. It's on. We're first right. date coming see, up. <laughs> see he if he follows me. you. Oh, he followed me. He did, followed me immediately. Oh, he did? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. We got a follow gosh, situation. I, I feel like we should. I went over to there, him but, at the bar and I said, can I buy you a drink? And he said, buy you a drink. Let's get out of here. And I was like, whoa, Jamie. <laughs> whoa. I mean, I'm expecting a DM right. team minus five. 
Old Dominion. He can't get it. Old I mean, I think Dominion. he's embracing it, but he can't. I mean, I hope he. I Wait, hold on a second. Old Dominion. He's probably seventeen. Yeah, eighteen. Seventeen, eighteen. So how old? Age. How old was he when we did the show? Like, we need. All right, we need to find a way, Pat, to get Jay Johnson on the show. He can be our first guest. Okay. Well, f- figure out. Been, okay, so if he's he probably was born in two thousand three. So he'd have been like seven. <laughs> right. I mean, he was learning. He was, he was, he hadn't even learned cursive yet when I was dropping old dominion. Old dominion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's, <sighs> that's really good that that happened there as we were trying to, uh, this. end the show. Maybe he was, uh, he was the son in this drop. You never know. My son's playing with a concrete mixer. <laughs> you never know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the nexus of the universe of the show if he was the kid? My son's playing with a concrete mixer. All right, thank you. Oh, All right. God. All right. I'm glad we've had some fun here. Are you ready for a little off-color commentary? We teased it six oh. minutes ago. That's what good teases do. You tease it, and then you don't do it, and then you do it tomorrow. Um, but here we go. Off-color commentary oh, yeah. where we would insert fake bleeps. Uh, that helped Husker fans get over things, and uh, there's no doubt they need to get over it today. Let's listen. This is how it sounded when it aired. So if you hear laughter, it's probably the laughter that happened during that yep. show on November 21st, 2011. A game against Michigan that Nebraska lost. Nebraska doesn't have to worry about losing games this year. So let's enjoy. Would you like some off-color commentary, Nebraska, yes. Michigan style? Good. It's a good thing you said yes, because that's what we have planned. Here we go. Fire it up. It's time for another edition of off-color commentary. Richardson, three on the way. Foul! Oh! He hit it! Three! He's fouled! It counts! What a huge shot! Presented by the Chicken Nick Show. Huge Shot. On 1620, the zone. High formation, tight set, no white house. Third and goal from the one. Robinson gets a snap. Makes the handoff, rolls the pocket. He's going to walk in. Touchdown, Michigan. Kenny Bell, right at the goal line. To the 5, 10, Bell 15, 20. Sidesteps and then gets clocked. Ball pops out. Michigan's got it at the 33-yard line. So Kenny Bell back there instead of Tim Marlowe gets out and fumbles the ball. Wolverines have it at the Nebraska 33. After the play was over, personal foul, number 92 of the kicking team, ball to the head. Huskers nearly get it. Oh, now a late flag comes out. Is it roughing or running? As the flag came down, Nebraska nearly got that block punt, Lee Grendel. Well, I don't think I like this call at all. It looked like he slid underneath of the punter, and the punter just fell down. It didn't even look like he touched him. I think it was a bad call. I think that's a bad call on that punt. I mean, his fingers touched the toes of the punter. Probably should have blocked the punt. This is un. Unbelievable. You know, the defense, they've given up 38 points, but they've been out there all day. It's hard to really fault them. The Nebraska special teams in this half have been... And Rich Fisher is just beside himself over there right now, looking at Jamal Turner like, 
This is game 11. Neat figured out. <laughs> Martavius Odoms makes the catch in the back of the end zone, and the Wolverines now have 37 points on the board. I have no idea what Damian Stafford was doing on that play. I don't know if he didn't see the football or what. Denard Robinson threw that ball into double coverage. It was well covered. We had a safety in the middle of the field. There's no way that should have ended up in a touchdown. It was like he didn't see the ball. Because if he'd have seen the ball, he would have made a play on it. He was in great position. Snap back. Robinson gives it off to Toussaint. Slides his way to the 25. Picking his way to the 20. Still on the seat. 15-10. 5 Oh my. What a touchdown run by Fitz Toussaint. He just slithered his way in there for six more points for the Wolverines. It's a stupid play. So they're taking a timeout. 11-18 left. Michigan 31, Nebraska 17. This is Big Red Football. Let's pause 15 seconds for station identification on the Husker Sports Network. Gosh, that is so good. Take a break. That's how it sounded back November 21st, Unbelievable. I think we could all use that a little bit. I, oh, Matt, wow. Matt Davison's rant on Damian Stafford. Those two will forever be linked in my mind because of that fake rant. <laughs> yes. I mean, the rant was real. The rant was real. Yes. <laughs> The curse words were not. It just made sense. Unfortunately, and sorry, Damian Stafford, if you're listening, it's like when I hear the name Damian Stafford, it's I instantly think of that. I think of I think of the off color commentary. Of all the things that all the off color commentaries, that one that one stands out. That was the best one. That was so good. Uh, oh, and God. Lane Grindle, who's now one of the voices of the Milwaukee Brewers, saying yeah. he didn't even bleep and touch him. Like, I didn't know. Just... He, I didn't know the ref. He dropped an f bomb at one point. That was nice <laughs> on one of the personal fouls. Blow to the f and head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. good. Well, I think um, again, we've had a lot happen here. We've uh, we've done the the whole Big Ten discussion, Nebraska. We kind of walked through that with the stages of grief. Talked to Mitch Sherman, who's been here, who's been. On. Mitch, how would you sum up just your experience here? Was it everything you hoped it would be? It's been great. Yeah, uh, like the last thirty minutes of the show. I thought it was going to end like forty minutes ago. I agree. I, and then, I agree. So did we. And then the last forty minutes has been amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah it's been good. really good. I okay, can't wait good. to talk to you guys off air okay. about this. I'm totally for the record. I'm totally with you, Mitch. I thought we were going to wrap this bad boy up about thirty five minutes ago, but yeah, Greg I'm Sharp sorry about made an appearance in more ways than one. Jaden Johnson, <laughs> Old Dominion. Last, I think we peaked at the end. I can you. We did. And, and I will uh, I will also say this, that I did post a, a, a Twitter poll before we went on the air, and I did ask, with the Nebraska football season now canceled, how would you describe your desire for new Chicken Nick podcast episodes? The choices were too depressed to listen or need it more than ever. Need it more than ever. Uh, about 1,000 votes here, 78% to 22%. So wow. we're going to be here yeah. to help you walk through. We came on board because of the pandemic. Uh, we're going to stay here through a footballless fall here for Nebraska. So, uh, again, we, we'll, we're going to get through this together. We were built for this. Our show was never about sports. This is going to be easy for us, right? In fact, football just got in the way. So uh, this is, <laughs> this is uh, good for all of us. So we'll get through it together again. The football season got canceled. This podcast is over, and because of that, I'm not happy about that. Calm down. Yeah.
Parkville Media Production.